Wedgwood Christian Services is a place where hope and healing meet. As you navigate life's challenges, know that you are not alone. Hi, I'm Hillary Kirkendall, Marketing and Communications Coordinator for Wedgwood Christian Services, and these are the stories of real people who work at, learn from, and grow through the nationally accredited, faith-based nonprofit. These are Wedgwood's Coffee Break Conversations. Today, we welcome Jackie Brewster, Program Manager of the Employment Training Program at Wedgwood, a place where teens in Wedgwood's residential care are able to hone life and job skills in a business setting. Jackie sits down with Vivian to share her story and the impact her work has on the lives of teens. We're here with Jackie. Jackie, share your name and title with us, please. Uh, Jackie Brewster, Program Manager at the Employment Training Program here at Wedgwood. Awesome. How long have you been at Wedgwood? 20 years. 20 years. Yeah, 20 years. Okay. And I still love it. Oh, I'm so <laughs> glad. Now, what it, What was your first role here at Wedgwood? Um, my first role was uh, just a supervisor at the employment training program. So 20 years ago, we had several campuses, mm-hmm. and I just supervised the Kentwood campus here. And so back then, when I first started, it was about eight students and just myself. What happens in the employment training program? We teach kids how to work. We uh, we really try and build up their confidence to make sure that they feel like they have the ability to be successful at the next job that they have once they leave Wedgwood. So most of these kids have never had a job before. A lot of them haven't even had that role model in their lives to show them what it's like to be successful at employment. And so we kind of take on that role, myself and staff take on that role to show these kids what it's like to have a job be good at it, um, be open to learning and accept feedback and just really go on to the next level with what it feels like to be successful. Who are the kids in the program? Uh, we hire 14 to 18 year olds and they are the kids here that are residents. They live here, they go to school here uh, through Lighthouse Academy and um, they get therapeutic services for whatever is needed to improve their lives. What's a The biggest change you see in a child once they start working at ATP? Confidence. Um, It's so cute to see them in the interview because I just interviewed a client actually right before I came and their cheeks were shaking. They were so nervous. And I just kept telling them, you know, it's okay. Just take a breath. You know, we're just, this is just practice. And so by the time the interview was over, uh, just the smile on their face Mm -hmm. to know that they did a pretty good job. You know, we, we give them feedback to know, so they, so they know how to improve next time. Um, but really I think as they work and they really start to realize that they can learn some of these tasks and they can really be successful. Um, they see that they're actually good at something and they're getting paid for it. They really start to just shine their, their spirit shines and you can see it. They don't want to leave work. Um, a lot of these kids come running into our building because they're so excited to be there and they clock in just like any other job and they find out what staff they're working with for the day and they hustle. They do their job and uh, to see them then at the end of the day, they're tired, but they feel so good about themselves and what they accomplished. It's just awesome to see their spirit just shine because then they go back to the unit and after a hard day's work, they feel good about themselves. Their behavior is better. They're more vested in school, which is just phenomenal. I mean, that's a huge priority for us. They can't even get hired unless they're doing well in school. Um, So just to see that investment kind of 
become balanced per se, um, it's just huge. I mean, that's what people need to do to be successful is to really create a balance in their lives. And so we really focus on that with these kids. Excellent. So you mentioned interviewing. So you can't just walk in because you are uh, a resident at uh, Wedgwood doesn't mean that you're automatically in the employment training program. How does that process work? So um, they have to be here for a while. Um, I usually like at least a month, two months for them to just kind of get settled. You know, they're they're coming into a completely new environment. It's heavy therapy at first uh, rules that they have to live by. They have to get used to going to school again, a lot of them. And so I really like to see some stability in them because work is um, it's a privilege per se for some of these kids to even belong in the program. And so they can fill out an application. Um, and then I kind of, um, I tell the kids that I do FBI work. And so I kind of investigate on these kids a little bit. And I talk to staff, I talk to the therapist. I really try and seek out information about each client to see if they're ready for this responsibility because it's hard work. We, we have some high expectations uh, for these kids. And um, so we just really kind of focus on, on that. I get that feedback from staff, from their therapist. And once it's to the point where, yeah, we think they can handle this expectation of having a job, then I set up an interview. Can they be fired? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they can be fired. Um, yeah. It doesn't happen very often um, because we really give a lot of grace to these kids. We understand what they're going through. Um, it's not, these kids aren't everyday teenagers. You know, what they're going through, what they have gone through, it's heavy. It's heavy on their mind. It's heavy on their hearts. And so we really, we're just there for them. We're not only their boss, but we're their mentor. And so we are we're always an open ear. I tell these kids when they um, first start working that, you know, I'm not their mom, I'm not their aunt, and I'm not even their friend. I'm their boss, um, but I always have ears. And so whether you need advice, whether you're struggling with something, let's make sure you're clocked out first and then I'll be here for you. Um, but we still got to get the job done. And so we really focus on employment. We focus on compartmentalizing, um, you know, when these kids are going through some things, because that's just what every every human has to learn how to do when they have a job. I mean, you might have a bad day at home, but you still have to go to work because you have that rent to pay, um, car payment, things like that. So we really try and focus on giving more feedback versus consequences for the kids. We have had situations where, yeah, they made some really, really poor decisions at work. Um, we suspend them for a week. We tell the kids, you, you need some time off to really think about what you've done. Um, think about if you want a second chance. And I expect a phone call from you on this date at this time. And I set an appointment up with them for that phone call. And I literally sit at my office during that time and wait for them to call. Um, sometimes I say a little prayer that they do. And sometimes I think, I don't think this kid's ready to come back. But we give everybody a chance. And so um, we have had to fire some. Uh, just because they've been suspended a couple times, but they can always reapply. And that's the thing that we always make sure that these clients know is our door is always open, even if it's closed halfway. Um, we always let them push that door back open for another chance, for a second opportunity, because our goal is they just need to learn. And no one can learn if the door is completely shut, basically. So we always make sure it's cracked. Beautiful. So at Wedgwood, we talk a lot about grace-filled care. It sounds like yeah. that's what you and your staff are 
exhibiting. Yeah, every day. Every day. So that offering grace to these kids. Yeah. They need it. (laughs) They really do need it. They, uh, these kids just, they tug on us, on our hearts. And, um, I think the reason why it's so important is because we see what they're capable of. And I don't even think they know what they're capable of. And I think that's where the confidence starts. Um, who would think that a 15 year old boy can sit at a commercial sewing machine and so sling back things of fabric for our chairs that we're making for our camping chairs. I mean, they sew the little tags and, and it's um, the ownership that they feel is like an ownership that they've never really had in their life. They've either moved around so much or every single thing that they own is, can be put in a garbage bag. And so to get that ownership mentally of things that they've accomplished, of just that confidence, it's huge. It just really makes them believe that they can go far. They really can succeed. They really can do these things. And um, just to see that every day, it's, I mean, we just have to keep giving them more grace, like all the time, because we know that that's in them. Um, Sometimes they challenge us. I mean, they challenge us a lot because they don't believe it themselves. Mm -hmm. But we just, we push them. You know, we, we have to push them in order for them to feel it. But then once they do, it, the success is just crazy. It's so cool. It is so cool to see these kids and just how great they feel about themselves. Awesome. Tell us a little bit about the fact that most of these kids come from backgrounds where they've had severe trauma, yep. extensive trauma. Um, is this a, the, a first for them for, to have somebody believe in them, to have somebody train them, spend time pouring into them in any way? Yeah. Um, some of these kids have never even been taught just the basic life skill of why you need to, you know, have good hygiene when you come to work. Um, I mean, it's the things that some of these kids have endured is, um, it's just, it's heartbreaking. And then when they come to work, it's a different, it's a different world for them really, because it's, they're not getting therapy. They think they're not getting therapy, <laughs> um, but they are really building relationships, you know, with their coworkers, with their supervisors and to have someone believe in them. Um, it's yeah, it's just they they don't typically experience that. And so, like I said, they they do want to give up. And we have you know, we have staff in the program that just I've heard them say, well, I know you didn't do a good job, but you're going to do it again until you get it right, because I know you can do that. And so after three, four or five, sometimes six tries, when the kid finally says, you know, oh, my gosh, I did it. And we all just start cracking up because it's like, I told you. you know. And so to see that um, that they finally see someone believe in them, it makes them want to strive for more. You know, they just keep they realize that, yeah, I do have people that believe in me that can support me and encourage me and see that I am worth it. And they just, it's kind of like they just take off and they just keep going. And they then say, well, I've never done that before, but I know I can do it. Yep. Let me figure it out. I'll learn that. Where when they first start the program, they are so skittish to do anything. I mean, even, you know, am I cleaning this table right? Or did I thread this needle right to, um, here, let me, let me teach this other client how to thread the sewing machine or how to change drill bits or, um, how to use the sander. I mean, it's just all these different things that these kids learn. And um, like I said, their confidence grows. And then they they really become a lot more relational, even with adults. It's like they kind of start trusting adults again, which is just awesome to see. 
because they, they're just, they're so distant at first because they just, they've been let down so many times. But again, that relationship piece is so important because once that is built, um, the kids finally realize that they kind of have no bounds, that they really can keep moving forward in life. Outstanding. Who was that person for you, Jackie? Who believed in you when you were a kid who gave you confidence? <laughs> Bad question. Why? Because oh, <laughs> it's just going to make me emotional. Mm, it's okay. I'll cry with you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> probably, um, oh, my parents, they were a really big piece, but my dad. Mm. So, and he passed away a few years ago. So, yeah. Well, you know what it is to have somebody believe in you even when you don't. Yeah, that was, yeah, I mean, I wasn't the best teenager, that's for sure. <laughs> and I think that that's one reason too why um, I can relate to a lot of these kids. And, you know, everyone has stuff in their lives. Mm -hmm. Everyone has um, bad heartache and just, they're put in situations that they were never asked to be in. And I just really feel like, um, Sorry. <laughs> I really feel like every day God um, tells me every day that um, you're going to have a good day just because of who I get to be around. And so these kids are, um, they're infectious for me and just for the staff. I've, I've seen so many staff over 20 years and it's been, I think that's what constantly encourages me as well because um just to see how many hearts are out there for these kids. And that's what these kids need. It's so rewarding. And these kids are rewarding. I mean, just to see them grow and to know that um, we've made an impact on them. It's awesome. I mean, even the, uh, you know, social media is crazy these days, as we all know. And so these kids get discharged and within hours, they will find us on Facebook to friend request um, and that right there just says they want to be connected to us for life kind of thing. And that is, it's awesome. Um, you know, can we use you for a job reference? Can just that constant contact, even kids that worked for me, oh my gosh, 17 years ago, they were in the program and a girl just reached out to me probably about um, a month ago, sent me a huge paragraph on Messenger about how she still remembers me because I liked her shoes. You know, she came to work one day and in the interview, I said, oh, I love your shoes. And she said that since that moment, um, I really felt like someone kind of had my back. And she was, you were such a mentor and role model to me. You have no, many, no idea how many times I thought about the program and what the program did for me. She's up for management at Amazon up here. She wants to go for coffee sometime. And I'm like, yeah, I'd love to. And what's crazy is she's like a cornhole competitor. She competes for cornholes. And so I said, we got to hook up because we make those at work now. And she's like, no way. And so, I mean, it's just that reward, you know, and it's not just my story. It's other staff stories to get that reward years later. Um, it's awesome. And so to start from when I was a kid and who mentored me and believed in me and just kept pushing me no matter what um, to now I'm that person doing it to other kids. It's just like, how much better can my cycle of life be? Um, it's just constantly giving back. And um, I don't think I'll ever stop. So that's all I have to say on that. <laughs> what would you say, Jackie, to the donors who help fund employment training and help make it possible? What would you say to them? 
I mean, what else can you say besides thank you? Um, it's, they are what makes this possible. Um, because these kids' lives can't be touched in areas like this without that funding. It's That's always kind of been a sore spot for me is the funding with employment training through the state because, you know, the state wants a program like this to exist, but they have a hard time funding for it. And so a lot of it is, the only way it's possible is through the fundraisers, is through, um, you know, the things that we make with the kids to sell. And, um, you know, we're a training program. We're not here to make all this money and, and things like that. It's, um, we just want to train these kids how to be successful at their next job and really have the confidence to know they can be successful. And so the donors are what makes it happen for us, really, because it just, we wouldn't exist if we didn't have them. Plain and simple, really, on that. Right. So, okay. And what's your vision for ETP? Where do you see things going? Uh, growth. That's the only thing I want <laughs> is for it to just continue growing to get more kids. Um, I want as many kids as as I can have in that program. I think uh, I think that Wedgwood does a phenomenal job with just the support of the program and continuously trying to find ways to get more kids into the program. And so um, a lot of it depends on funding, of course, but there's, I have a lot of things in my back pocket. And so I look to where it was 20 years ago and where it's become right now. And I'm just not satisfied because I still think that we can reach a lot more kids, whether it be community kids entering the program who need the service, um, you know, there's lots of hurdles to jump over, um, but I'm game for it. And I just feel like these kids um, deserve this program. So the more kids that we can have, I think the more success it makes the community or it gives the community. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to take a moment before we wrap up to, okay. to thank you, to recognize you. Thank you. Uh, for your, your heart, for the work you do. Thank you for your heart, for your staff and your heart, more importantly, for, for the kids, the yeah. kids who come and see you, uh, you're dedicated to them and the work you do. Um, and you're making a difference in, in lives of kids. So again, I want to acknowledge that. Thank you so and, much. Yeah. I love my job. <laughs> Thanks for your time, Jackie. Yeah. Thank you. Jackie is an incredible member of Wedgwood's team and ETP produces top quality products. Visit the ETP Etsy shop at etsy.com slash shop slash Wedgwood ETP. Curious about our services? Visit us at wedgwood.org, W-E-D-G-W-O-O-D, and find us on our social media at Wedgwood CS. Or shoot us an email at hello at wedgwood.org. We would love to be a part of your story. Until next time, these are Wedgwood's Coffee Break Conversations.